This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday, the 9th of June. I'm Emily Ferrier. And I'm Nkem Ifejika. The U.S. House of Representatives makes moves to restrict gun purchases. The yeas are 223, the nays are 204, the bill is passed. And NATO countries begin testing air defense systems as battles continue in Ukraine. Sometimes I feel like the people in Europe don't quite understand that Russia really is right there. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in the United States, where on Wednesday, the U.S. House of Representatives passed a gun control bill to raise the minimum age from 18 to 21 for purchases of certain firearms and to toughen prohibitions on untraceable guns. The bill, which passed 223 to 204, looks as if it will not pass in the Senate, where it would need to sway 10 Republicans to pass. This comes after a horrific shooting in Uvalde, Texas, where 21 people, including 19 children, died when a teenager opened fire in a fourth-grade classroom. 11-year-old Mia Cirillo revealed how the gunman told her teacher goodnight before he killed her. Mia gave evidence to the House Oversight Committee, who were looking to amend America's gun laws, and told them what happened next. He shot my friend that was next to me, and I thought he was going to come back to the room, so I grabbed the blood and and put it all over me. Cirillo survived the Uvalde school shooting by covering herself in a classmate's blood. She told Congress of the moment her teacher was killed. There's a door between our classrooms, and he went through there and shot my teacher and told my teacher goodnight and shot her in the head. And then he shot some of my classmates. Along with Cirillo, others affected by the Buffalo supermarket event testified in the hearing. Kidia Goba, national U.S. politics reporter at BuzzFeed, told Times Radio about conducting interviews in Uvalde. It was horrific. I mean, I, I would conduct 30-minute interviews with people who cried for 20 minutes of those 30 minutes, um, going from uh, memorial sites to churches and then to blood drives. But also, you got a sense that people were looking after each other. Cal Rittenhouse, who was acquitted of all murder charges against him in November, has vowed to hold big tech accountable for defamatory statements made against him, starting with Facebook. He had stood trial for shooting dead two people during civil unrest in Wisconsin in 2020. Rittenhouse tweeted, Johnny Depp trial is just fueling me. You can fight back against the lies in the media and you should. Victoria Baines, professor of IT at Gresham College, told Times Radio that if he filed these lawsuits, the media could play a key role. It's a very strange case, a little bit like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard case, where we have trial by social media in a sense. Um, But, and Rittenhouse himself has made statements on social media, um, essentially saying that he's unhappy with being branded a mass murderer and a white supremacist. A lawyer representing Rittenhouse said that their team is gearing up to file at least 10 defamation lawsuits against large companies and prominent individuals on behalf of Rittenhouse. On the way, the death of an acclaimed artist and robot cars in China. Times of London Daily World Briefing. To Ukraine now, where the battle for the eastern city of Severodonetsk is still raging. 
In one of his regular addresses, President Zelensky said it would determine the outcome of the war in the wider Donbass region. Meanwhile, thousands of NATO troops are taking part in the largest ever exercise to test their air and missile defense systems amid fears that President Putin's war in Ukraine could spill over into other territories. As jets pretending to be hostile flew over Poland and the Baltic states as part of the war games, defense ministers from 12 northern European countries gathered in Iceland for talks on continuing hostilities. About 3,000 NATO troops are taking part in Ramstein Legacy, which involves 17 allied nations exercising in Poland, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia with aircrafts, missile defense systems, and electronic warfare systems. A total of 50 fighter jets, or other aircraft, have flown in from bases across Europe, and 17 surface-based air and missile defense systems are being tested in a show of force. Finland is not yet a member of NATO, but has applied for membership. Women there have been signing up for self-defense awareness courses. Sometimes I feel like the people in Europe don't quite understand that Russia really is right there, our neighbor on the other side of the border. For example, I have a summer cottage nine miles from the border, but... We're feeling good about it. Finland is very prepared, and like this has shown, women have now become more active, and the will to defend our country is very strong in Finland, which is good. The leader of a Mexican megachurch claiming 5 million followers worldwide was sentenced to 16 years and 8 months in prison in the United States. This comes after Nason Joaquin Garcia was convicted on felony charges of sexually abusing three children. Garcia is a self-styled apostle of the Guadalajara-based church La Luz del Mundo, which is Spanish for Light of the World. He was arrested in 2019 as he flew into Los Angeles. He pleaded guilty last Friday to child sex abuse, and that's three days before he had been scheduled to go on trial for 23 felony counts of sex crimes against children, including rape, human trafficking, and child pornography. Los Angeles Superior Court Judge Ronald S. Cohen addressed the Jane Doe's directly after reading the sentence. But I further want to tell all the Jane Doe's that the world has heard you. I promise you that. As to those family members that have abandoned the Jane Doe's, shame. Shame on you. And as to the defendant, I say, you are a sexual predator. <laughs> the plea deal Garcia's lawyers negotiated saw the most serious charges dismissed. Those giving evidence included four of Garcia's accusers, teenage girls each identified in court only as Jane Doe. And they decried the plea deal as too lenient in the victim impact statements that they made to the PAD courtroom during the first three hours of Wednesday's sentencing hearing. The International Atomic Energy Agency has censured Iran for failing to cooperate with it over the country's nuclear program. In a joint statement, Western nations, including Germany, the U.S., the U.K., and France, said that the U.N.'s nuclear watchdog was sending an unambiguous message to Iran to meet its safeguards obligations and provide what it described as technically credible clarifications. Ahead of the adoption of the resolution criticizing it, Iran said it was disconnecting the watchdog's cameras monitoring its nuclear sites, saying it only allowed them as a gesture of goodwill. Russia and China are said to have voted no to censure Iran. The country's nuclear program has been a diplomatic headache for the West going back several years, 
with President Trump withdrawing from a deal back in 2018. Iran says its nuclear program is peaceful. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. The LIV Golf keeps making headlines. With the latest, here's Kane Reeves. America's Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are the latest PGA Tour golfers to sign up for the Saudi-backed Live Golf Series. However, they won't play until the second tournament in early July. The first ever round of the breakaway league starts today at the Centurion Club near London, with the big-name participants facing questions over the ethics of the competition. English golfers Ian Poulter and Lee Westwood pointed to the fact that the European Tour had held many events in Saudi Arabia and that the PGA Tour had given them releases to play. Former world number one Dustin Johnson announced he's resigned his PGA Tour membership, but fellow American Phil Mickelson says he has no intention of doing the same and fully expects to play in next week's US Open. The first Live Invitational event begins today and finishes on Saturday the 11th of June. The Times Daily World Briefing entertainment. Acclaimed British-Portuguese artist Paula Riego has died at the age of 87. The mayor of Cascais in Portugal, which hosts a museum dedicated to her, said the country had lost one of its most important and irreverent creators. Riego was born in Lisbon during the dictatorship of Antonio Salazar. She learned to express herself and her politics through her paintings with works such as The Interrogation, a depiction of torture created when she was just 15 years old. Rago's anti-fascist father sent her to the United Kingdom, where she trained at the prestigious Slade School. She married the British painter Victor Willing. She was accorded many accolades throughout her career and was the first ever artist at the National Gallery in London, where her murals feature prominently. And finally, a first look at China's robot concept car. Baidu's electric vehicle arm, Jiju Auto, revealed its plans on Wednesday for the first vehicle to be revealed by a Chinese internet company. Targeted at those looking for the latest in cutting-edge technology, 99% of the vehicle's functions would be able to be voice-controlled. Baidu's EV-making plan comes amid a worldwide race to develop smart cars after Tesla's success in commercializing electric vehicles. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday, the 9th of June. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.